Welcome to the Tribe Archipelago podcast. Interviews and inspiration for photographers. Whatever you're doing right now, whether it's editing your recent session, headed out for a shoot, or just hanging out at your favorite coffee spot, we're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us today. On behalf of Tribe Archipelago, I'm your host, Sean Morton. Today, I will be speaking with Kat Gill, a wedding and boudoir photographer based in Edmonton, Alberta. Not only has Kat been named one of the best wedding photographers, her work has been featured in a variety of print and online publications such as Green Wedding Shoes, Style Me Pretty, Wedding Bells Magazine, Wedlux, and more. We chat about incorporating boudoir into an existing wedding business, submitting your work to magazines, and the importance of finding your own voice. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you will too. So let's get started. Hello, Kat, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Um, let's let's dive right in. So one of the things uh, I wanted to ask you about was uh, the fact that you describe yourself as a self-taught photographer. Uh, so tell us a little bit a little bit about your journey uh, getting into photography. Uh, sure. Yeah. I well, I didn't go to photography school. Um, I was actually in like I've always been an artistic person. I've always been that friend that had a camera in her hand, cool. uh, you know, point and shoot camera, <laughs> yeah. taking pictures of everything. So like I've always had that artistic side, but um, the photography kind of just came in when I was uh, working as a makeup artist. So okay. again, the artistic side. Uh, showing there. Um, I was doing that for a few years and then pregnant with my first baby, uh, decided that I didn't want to work for someone else, wanted to control my own hours, be home with my babies, of course, as much as I could be. Um, And like I said, I've always kind of had that desire uh, to do something artistic and photography was always a hobby. Um, and so at that point I bought my first DSLR. Um, I attempted to take a photography class, but that kind of education just didn't, it didn't click with me. It, it yeah. was like, it wasn't, I wasn't connecting with it at all in that classroom setting. And so decided to just kind of like dive head first, uh, playing around with the camera myself, just practicing on anything and everything I could, uh, my babies, my friends, family, and just kind of learning that way. And I think that's always just been how I learned better. And Very so cool. kind of became a little obsessed and just taught myself. And I mean, like to this day, I always joke that I'm any success I have is definitely not because of my technical skills, but more (laughs) because of my artistic ability and my instincts in that regard. Yeah. And I mean, that's such a huge part of it. Uh, You you can learn all the technique, but if you don't have that artistic side, uh, you're missing, you're missing out big time. Yes. That, that part is a lot harder to teach. Right. So I kind of try to like stand by that for myself too. Cause sometimes, you know, you have imposter syndrome and you're kind of like, you know, not sure of your own abilities, but I try to like really hold, uh, I get my confidence more in just knowing that I, I am an artistic person. I'm creative. I have a vision and that's more important when it comes to what I do anyway. Cool. Actually, I'm going to jump into the a question that kind of relates. So, 
I mean, you've you've gone on this journey and you've you've developed uh, um, you know you know some really good skills, and actually now you're passing that on, right? You you do a wide range of teaching. You do workshops. Uh, you you're part of something called the the We Three workshop. Uh, yeah. I understand you do local Q and A panels and you do one on one mentoring stuff. So talk to us a little bit about uh, that that side of things for you. Yeah. So. Um... We three is something I was we I really have a huge passion for just because it came about with three uh, me and two other photographer uh, friends other females and um, the thing I liked the most about it was we weren't approaching it in a sense that um, like we were all coming from different perspectives so I felt like it was nice because I kind of came from the the uh, side of it that wasn't technical that could kind of give people hope out there that were like me that maybe didn't you know think they could do it because they weren't super technical themselves and so it was really nice because I felt like we could go in uh, the other girls could kind of um, cover that side of it because they were more technical than me and I wanted to kind of be the voice of uh, just coming from an artistic side really more and like teaching myself obviously I, I know what I'm doing with my camera but more so uh, the way I work is just that I go through I go by what I know I want my images to look like, and I just know how to do that. <laughs> so, right. um, and yeah, so we we do that. Um, that's something we've done three times now. We've held three of them in, uh, they're held in the mountains uh, in Banff, Alberta. Um, nice. Right now, we're taking a bit of a break from it. Um, we've done the three. They were super successful, and I think we just wanted to take a bit of a break from that to pursue our own projects again. Okay. And just make time for our own things again. Um, the panel night was something that I got approached to do with, uh, by a local photographer here, um, in Edmonton who really wanted to build more of a sense of community in Edmonton. And so he approached me along with other, uh, two other photographers. So the four of us held, uh, like a panel night. It was really, really affordable, practically free, um, cool. where other photographers could just come and ask us questions. It was super casual, really fun. Love to do that. We've done a couple of those, um, haven't done one in a little while, but I think everyone just got a little bit busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you also do mentoring, right? So, so that's one-on-one and, and that's in person or, or, uh, so actually Skype? that's, that's actually something I've just started to offer. So okay. I haven't, uh, I'm dipping my toes in it. Um, cool. like I said, up until this point, I've kind of felt most comfortable teaching alongside other people because I like having the different perspectives. Yeah. Um, especially since really, I believe photography, there's really no one right way to do it. So sure. it was almost a little bit intimidating for me to do something just on my own because I don't ever want someone coming and feeling like, this is the way you do it. This is how, this is how it's done. Uh, so I loved kind of having like the variety of voices. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's time, um, after doing all the, all the, um, teaching I've done up until this point has been bigger and has been uh, wedding related. So I think the next step for me will be more one-on-one, uh, smaller groups and teaching boudoir. Cool. So that would, that'll be the next step. Very cool. Yeah. And, and actually, um, I wanted to talk to you about your boudoir stuff. So you do boudoir as well as wedding photography. What what did you get into first? Uh, weddings for sure. So yeah. I did weddings for a couple of years before boudoir even came on my radar. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I was even really reluctant <laughs> at first to even get into boudoir. It was never something that was um, in my, like from what was out there at the time, what boudoir was at yeah. the time, like years ago. Uh, it wasn't uh, really me at all. I actually did it as a favor to my sister. 
um, reluctantly. And then like the only way I really felt like I could do it was just by staying true to myself. And what I find sexy isn't so in your face and isn't so, um, you know, blatantly overtly sexual. Um, it's a lot more, uh, soft, subtle, effortless. Like that's just what I personally find really, um, sexy. And so I, I think what happened really was once I kind of gave myself permission to do my own thing, my own version is when it just clicked. It was, I loved it. Um, I really started to play around with that a lot and just kind of redefined what I thought boudoir could be and put my own personal stamp on it. And it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of that out there. And I think just because I was staying true to myself, it was something that uh, I was just really naturally passionate about and, um, I guess it just resonated with people. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. And and for someone looking to, you know, that maybe is doing wedding photography and wants to think about incorporating boudoir into their business, do do Mm -hmm. you have any advice uh, that you might be able to share with with them? Um, Well, I touched on it a bit even just right now. Just I think the biggest thing that I've learned, I've been at this for like 10 years now, yeah. um, the photography thing, I mean, but like yeah. boudoir has been a big chunk of my business. And I think the reason um, it's just, it's done well is because I really stuck true to what I believe, what I love, my own voice, um, instead of kind of just trying to please everyone and trying yeah. to keep up with the trends that are out there, you know, oh, this is what boudoir is. So this is what I'm going to do. It was, it wasn't ever like that. I always feel like as a photographer, I try really hard to stay true to myself, have a clear voice that I can put out there, something that is unique, something that kind of differentiates myself and makes me stand out. Um, so I kind of took that approach and, um, luckily it, it, I felt like, I feel like it worked. I feel like, um, for all the people out there that maybe wouldn't have considered boudoir, even like myself, um, I get a lot of clients that are, that'll say, Oh, boudoir has never been something I would even think about doing, but Mm -hmm. I like what you do. It's, it's more me. And so, yeah. yeah, just kind of finding that niche. And so I think because it's something that I'm super passionate about, it's very authentic to who I am as a person. I can really stand behind it. I'm passionate about it. I love doing it. You know, it touches on like my makeup artistry background as well. Like yeah. I kind of come from that world. So it's kind of like the perfect melding of um, all my worlds. So, but yeah, as far as advice goes, I would just say work really hard to find your voice first before anything. So whatever it is that you uh, can really stand behind. And I think the work will naturally, the good work will just naturally come from that rather than trying to be something that you're not or to keep up with what everyone else is doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic advice for any photographer in, in any field, really. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, staying true to who you are and, and what you yeah. want to do. It's, it's hard, right? We, we live in this Instagram world where yeah. it's so easy to fall into that trap of trying to compare our work to, to others. And uh, it is, it's hard. Yeah. There's a lot of noise out there yeah. that you have to kind of, and you get distracted very easily. You're kind of like, oh, that's, well, that's nice. And yeah. oh, that's cool. Maybe I should do that. But I think a lot of self-reflection is, um, that's, that's key. Just really, really thinking about what is it that you like? What is it that got you into photography? What is it that gets you, you know, jumping out of bed, uh, out of bed in the morning that's excited yeah. that, that you want to shoot? Don't just do what you see other people doing. And so once I kind of, I think the good thing about, I've always been someone that really uh, knows what I like, who I am. It's almost hard for me not to just be 100% myself. And so cool. I have, I do think I have a really clear uh, voice for myself. And so Uh, it's just giving yourself permission to just go with that and then like really committing to it. So, um, if you do have, you know, boudoir is something you want to pursue, figure out your style, try not to get distracted by all the noise that's out there. Like you said, like there's getting inspiration, which is great. And I of course, uh, get lots of inspiration from social media, but 
I really try to always bring it back to, well, is this in line with my look, my style, my voice? If it isn't, then don't do it. Uh, don't worry about it. Let, you know, don't pay attention to it and just kind of stay the course. Smart. Good. Um, let's, let's dive into something else. So, uh, I want to talk about, um, getting work in, into print. So you've been featured in really so many publications (laughs) like Style Me Pretty and Wedlux, Wedding Bells and, and, and tons more. So, uh, talk to us about what you're doing to to make that happen. What's what's your process for for getting your your stuff in print? Sure. So well, I've been shooting weddings for ten years, so yeah. <laughs> I've been at it for a while. And um, the biggest lesson I learned with publication was you really have to plan ahead and give yourself enough time and space in your schedule to even think about submitting because I think a lot of photographers will just overfill their plate. They, by the end of wedding season, they're so exhausted. They're so behind on their editing. All they can do is catch up and just get their work to their clients. And they don't even have time uh, or energy to kind of put towards things like submitting. Um, For me, it was really just like I had, they were, I wanted to have enough room and time for those because it was my goal to kind of get published in um, specific uh, places. So after a few years of doing it that way, I was like, okay, I need to take on less, make sure my plate isn't so full, uh, left myself enough time and energy. And the other thing about that too, is if you're taking on too many weddings per year that you are kind of just going in autopilot and going through the motions, you're probably not going to do your best work, uh, work that like, you know, can get into publication. I feel like I do my best work when I can really pour a hundred percent of myself into each wedding. So I'm very careful not to book too much, um, take on enough that like I'm super passionate about each wedding. I can really pour a lot into it. So then I'm really proud of the weddings that I have at the end of the year and uh, have the time then to submit them. And then obviously you have to really pay attention to who you're submitting and making sure it's a good fit. So, you know, you're going to set yourself up for failure if you're submitting weddings that aren't the right fit for certain publications. Um, and then on top of that, you really have to have a thick skin too, because for all the people that get published out there, they're really, it's mostly just persistence. It's, you know, having a thick skin, knowing that if you don't get it this time, uh, pick yourself up and keep trying. Um, and not to get too, you know, lost in like the rejection of like, oh, I suck. I shouldn't even bother anymore. It's like, you know, just really being smart about where you're putting yourself, if it's a good fit and uh, not taking it too personally if it doesn't work each time. That makes sense. Cool. Um, what, what do you got coming up? Any any exciting projects coming up for you in the next, uh, the next year? Um, well, I feel like the last while I've been doing a lot of hustling, it's been super busy. So if anything, right now I'm on a big uh, chase the slow life kind of, okay. uh, yeah. So I'm trying to just take things, be a little bit more present in my own life and not yeah. just, you know, hustling all the time, working all the time. Like I said, we're taking a bit, a bit of a step back in like the, uh, wedding workshop things. So, um, maybe just, uh, pursuing something, my own personal passion projects again. Sometimes I don't have enough time to work on those doing styled shoots for myself and just work that really, uh, I feel passionate about and inspires me. Um, but the big one will be to finally get the smaller intimate boudoir workshops thing going. That's been something that's like, I've been, I've had on, on the back burner for a long time that I've wanted to do. And I just, I need to stop with the excuses and just focus on that right now. Yeah. 
Very cool. And yeah, it's, it's, well, it's similar to what you said about making time for, yeah. you know, uh, doing magazine submissions. Uh, yeah. It's just to make those, those times to do the work you want. I think uh, like yeah. a lot of people do like, just like you said, we get caught in autopilot. We, mm-hmm. we book tons of work and then maybe we're not giving it a hundred percent. So no, it's yeah. great that you take the time and, and, and do that self-reflection, you know? Yeah. Just being really intentional. I think that's a huge one in photography. Don't just coast along doing whatever, you know, the other person is doing really be intentional with what's important to you. And if you aren't finding that you have enough time to do those things, make the time. Don't, you know, don't, don't keep filling your plate. Cool. Do you, uh, where do you, where do you see yourself down the road five years from now? What are you going to be doing? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Like I said, I've been at this for a while. Um, I obviously like, most artists go through periods where I question, you know, how much longer I'll be doing it, what's in the future. Uh, this year, I think it's been taking the time to just be more present in my own life and like really yeah. letting myself live. And uh, I'm, I'm finding that I'm having a bit of a like resurgence in my inspiration and I'm really loving it uh, a lot again. And so, yeah, I'm really jazzed about just kind of staying the course, doing cool. the weddings. Um, pursuing boudoir, more in studio stuff. Yeah. Just really feeling inspired these days just, uh, with the path I'm on. Very cool. Uh, and, and speaking of in, in, inspiring, who, who inspires you in the photography world? Huh? Um, it's a good question. I don't, I, honestly, I don't know if I can really pinpoint. Um, I don't think I have specific photography mentors. Like I yep. said, I really try there's, there was times where maybe I was more, um, that way but I feel like these days I really try to just kind of stay my own course um find inspiration in different places like movies and books and real life um but someone that I admire as far as uh how much heart she puts into her work and um how passionate she is would be Larkin Kendall she's okay yeah she's uh even just mostly following her on Instagram you really see like what a just a inspiring human overall she is. And like, you really see how much heart she puts into all her work and how authentic, uh, it is. And not just about creating pretty photos, but work that has a lot of, um, heart behind it. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, w- one other question actually. Uh, so if you, if you could go back, I mean, you, you said you've done, been doing this for like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could go back and give yourself a little bit of advice back then, what, what would that sound like? Oh, <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, it's hard to say I would, ch- I don't know if I would change anything, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is just learning. Um, I'd probably give myself a pat on the back for just <laughs> uh, really like not falling off because I think photography can be a really tough business. Um, yeah. as you know, and as and most photographers listening know, it's very hard to put yourself out there and, uh, uh, face rejection, which we face all the time and insecurity and comparing. Um, the biggest thing really is just, uh, stay the course, um, believe in yourself, you know, believe in, uh, your own voice and that you have something to offer. And then really just being intentional with it and like, um, doing what you need to do to set yourself up for success and not just, um, getting, getting discouraged. Um, I think that's really it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a whole lot of advice I'd give. I think just like you kind of just have to keep trying. <laughs> don't yeah. give up. Yeah, that's yeah. that's good advice. It, it is. It's a tough business for sure. Uh, what is it about it uh, about photography that that you love really? 
Um, I touched on it earlier. I think the biggest thing is that it's really the, the culmination of everything that I'm about, everything that I love, all my passions. It barely feels like work most of the time. I say it all the time. I can't imagine what else I'd be doing. Um, yeah. uh, like I said, I've always been artistic. I, I'm very detail-oriented, too. That's actually something I joke a lot about. Uh, being a photographer gives me that job where I can be a little bit bossy. <laughs> <laughs> I get to control, I get to direct and kind of like, you know, style things and uh, boudoir especially. Like, you know, weddings are obviously a different beast altogether. You have really very little control on a wedding oh, day. Yeah. But uh, boudoir, I love that it's a controlled environment. It's, uh, you know, I can execute a vision. Um, it's artistic. I love photographing female beauty. Um, yeah, it's really just everything I love. And then besides that, I, I really love working on my own. Like, I think I love, yeah. I absolutely love being my own boss and controlling my own hours, working whatever hours I want, whether it's, you know, two in the morning, you know, editing while watching my favorite TV shows. It's a pretty sweet gig, you know, yeah, it, <laughs> it is, comes yeah. with a lot of, it comes with a lot of, uh, uh, stressful stuff but at the same time it's a pretty perfect gig for me <laughs> that's cool amazing well listen Kat that's that's fantastic uh, I, I want to thank you again for for just making the time for us and uh, and chatting with us today on the uh, on the podcast thank you so much for having me okay yeah it was our pleasure thank you cheers thanks John bye, bye. thank you for listening today if you'd like to find out more about Cat Gill, please check out the links in the show notes at tribearchipelago.com slash podcasts. And if you'd like to connect with us, head over to Facebook, where we host a private Facebook group called Tribe Collective. We'd be thrilled to have you join up and become part of our amazing and supportive community of photographers from around the world. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you love about the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes. Thanks again. Until next time.